Okay. Mezer Hashem. A little bit of a hemshuch from last time when we learned one side of this page, Tarakuf Nun. I'm sorry, Tarakuf Tess. And now we're flipping over to the other side, the side that starts with the Dega Machin Ephraim on top, which we learned at the end of last week's year. And we're going to jump into Tarakuf Chavtes. 20 Tarras onward. But only with first reviewing a little bit what we spoke about last week, because it is somewhat of a Hemshech. I was really trying to get to this last week and never made it there. So, last week, with Hashem's help, we spoke about the two chavalim, two ropes. Two ropes. Thanks for coming. We spoke about two ropes. Thanks for coming. Make sure he has a a paper. Pass one now. We speak about the two chavalim. The Kedusha and the of the other side, two ropes. Two ropes that hang down in life. Two ropes that we have the choice each and every moment to decide which rope am I connecting with. And we learned very deeply. It's a very satisfying sound, that sound. It's a lovely sound. No, it's good. Good. Everything in moderation, but it's a, it's a lovely sound. Uh, so, 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 we talked very much about how in our dar, we're very sensitive as to which rope we're connected with at any given moment. I don't think we stressed enough last time that the way that being connected to one rope or the other rope looks is not necessarily how we might expect it to look. It's not as if hanging onto the Chavod Kedusha means that Mamash, a person is doing everything right, and a person's, you know, in what Rabbi Nachman would refer to as a Shas Aliyah, or in the Musasfarim, Yemei Ava, you know, Mamash, everything's going the way that we'd hope for it to go, and the learning is strong, and the davening is strong, and Shemesha Kedusha, and everything that uh, we consider to make up our religious connection, our Yiddishkeit, is strong. That means you're connected to the Chavot Gedusha and Lehepech, Lehepech. No, what came, out the, what, what, what came out of last week is that Mamish, what really tells us, indicates which rope we're connected with is that Krechs, that sigh, 
which Rabbi Nachman referred to as a hevel. He put it into this pasuk to remember. This pasuk, yesh hevel, ashenasa ba'aretz, he says. There's a hevel on the earth, which the Rebbe said is referring to the krechs, is referring to the sai, the expression of ratzen, the desire, what I want to be connected with, what I want to be connected with. Thanks for coming. Right? What I want to be connected with. Ashayesh sadikim, that by virtue of this sai, the art sadikim that are, like we learned, that are nimlach alarishonis, that are regretting all their tzidkas, and shemagia leim kamaisarishonim. And in one minute, they may become connected to the other chevel, even though on the outside they look mamish crystal clear and pristine and perfect. But deep, deep, deep inside, there's a disconnect. It's not mamish touching the deepest part of them. Even on the outside, everything looks fine. And they, mamish, can connect in that moment with a crest. Oh, really, I don't want to be doing these things. Really, I wish I could be free from this whole charade, right? From this whole thing that they perceive to be restricting them, constricting them, a social construct, family expectation, whatever, whatever it is. Even though, again, on the outside, it's like the best buffering yeshiva, everything is perfect, and he's, he's mamish on his way to the best shidduch and to sitting and learning for a thousand years, and everything's, everything's perfect. But mamish on the inside is not connected to the chavod de kedusha. Lahepech, yesh rishaim, that magia leim kamaisat sadikim. That even though mamish on the outside, you look at the outside, and a mamish looks like the person's not connected at all. And in the standard sense of defining what it means to be connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, living a religious life, it looks like this person's mamish the other side of the spectrum. Rishaim, in the context, it means disconnected. Disconnected. Not in the sense of, of evilness taking over, but the disconnected. I don't know. I don't know what the word evil means. The word evil to me means disconnected. You know, I don't know what evil is. Evil is a person that hasn't yet found a way of manifesting the goodness inside. Right? It means it's a disconnect from something bigger, from something deeper, from something that's going to give that person strength to be clear and to manifest the real self. It's not evil, you know, wicked. I don't know. In our generation, those words, you know, don't hold so much meaning anymore. You know? I'm saying, in what Russia, generally, I mean, we came across a few times, you wrote about following that. In a general sense. Does Russia ever have a context where it could be more than just pure disconnect? I'm not sure. Ben kach ben kach banayim. You know, tshuva is there. I'm talking about Yidin. Talking about Yidin. Talking about Yidin. Here we're talking about Yidin. Somebody who specially does things. Even then. The Rebbe, you know, Rish Base, he says, I feel a rush of mum. Right, I feel a rush of gamor. Right. So, but but the Afilo Rosh Hashanah in that right. context has an Akuta Taiva inside. Oh. What's an Akuta Taiva? We have to learn Rosh Hashanah together. But that, but this actually feeds into part of that. It means that there's an essential point within, where that Rishas isn't mamish, standing on a strong, firm foundation with regard to the person's essence, right? So it's like you know, in Eretz Yisrael, it used to be. Baruch Hashem, in the neighborhood where we lived in, it wasn't so common. But in certain neighborhoods, I'm sure you know, the car drives by on Shabbos, all the kids screaming, stones maybe even yelling, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shagit, screaming, running after. And, and um, you know, so my Shmuel, my, my son would also realize that there are people driving on Shabbos. It's normally, it's a neighborhood, you know, where Mamash, you feel Shabbos. And so the Nusaf that I would use with him, even if it wasn't necessarily true on a certain level, it must be that they don't know about Shabbos yet. I maybe they're Yidin and they mamish know about Shabbos. If they're driving on Shabbos, it means they don't really know about Shabbos yet, right? It, it, it must mean that the way that I know Shabbos and the way that I described last time, that you drop uh, however much money we talked about on the table and I'm not turning off the light on Shabbos because it's just not in my Bechira because Bechalas Shabbos is the essence of who I am. And Baruch Hashem, I know a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, scratch the service of Shabbos, that Mama Shabbos to me is Shabbos on some tiny level that I hope I'm growing every week. Certainly through our Thursday night shir, for those that are Zechit to come, and that we have this chus of, of having join us. Mama Shabbos is Shabbos. Thursday night? So that's the one in the... In Jewish features. Right. Yeah, 8 to uh, eight, uh, 10. <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, that's, that's what we speak about. That's what we, so over here we're talking about a person that, again, on the outside in terms of the checklist, mamish, zero checks, just not, not happening. But inside one minute there's a krechs. And of course, 
We don't expect it to remain there on the level of a rutzen. It's a rutzen that mamish changes things, that says, maybe I have to start to look a little bit deeper. Maybe I have to wake up and start to, to get educated. What, you know, what is this Shabbos that I've been running away my whole life from? Like my Rebbe of Weinberger says, he says, the, you know, the first Shabbos a teenager doesn't, uh, he says the first, the first Shabbos a teenager breaks is not the first Shabbos he didn't keep. That's his, that's his nusa, right? You never, because it means that obviously, it's not that he, he hates Shabbos and he's breaking Shabbos. Nebuch, there are some teenagers that aren't really educated in terms of what this thing Shabbos is. And if it doesn't touch deep enough, or it's at a time where it, it, it's not collate because there's no vessel yet, or the, or the kid has to go through whatever process, each kid in their own situation. But it means to say there's going to come a time, hopefully later in life, where the mamish get to know what Shabbos is, and then they'll realize the Shabbos that I hated, Bechlal, wasn't Shabbos. And and you can and you can apply the same thing to much broader definitions. Like we said, I think in a previous year, Benachman told the Maskilim that he would play chess with, much to the ire of the other Hasidic Rebbe's who didn't understand what he was doing. He told them, he said, the God that you don't believe in, I don't either believe in. Which is the same Nakuda, right? It's all a matter of definition. Mamash a matter of definition. So we hear something shifts and there's a krechs and there's a and there's a feeling that I want things to change. And in that moment, Mamish. They're connected to the Chavot Kedusha, and the big shuckling yid with the, with the tzitzis and the payas and the whole thing is mamish connected to the Chavot Tuma. So why is the shuckling yid connected to the? It, it, no, not that well, we assume every shuckling yid is connected to the Chavot Tuma. No. The yid that we spoke about before, that in that moment, even though essentially, which is probably your question, even though essentially mamish is also bound. But on the level of Olam Azedik perspective, which we're going to get into, Bezer Hashem, in the next piece, which I want to I want to develop and talk about, the way that the Rebbe evaluates that is not based on an external vision or image. It's what's going on deep inside. And of course, both of these situations is not what's going on the deepest inside, because in that place, Mamish Kulam Kedoshim and 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 Mamish every year about Mechulam Sadikim. We're not talking about on the deepest, deepest Reish Peves level. On the, right, a level outside of that, which which again is 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 Marumas in the Arin, right in the Arin. Where in the Arin you have gold on the outside, you have wood on the inside, and then Mamish gold on the inside. Right? Three boxes, because this is how it is with every year, right? On the external level, hopefully there's a way that we show ourselves and we daven and we're we're shine and vile, like they say, right? And we're doing everything right. That's the gold on the outside. Then many of us, I know for sure myself, on the inside is a little bit of a wooden box where it doesn't look so pretty and uh, it's not so posh. But then you have to know that inside there, there's also Mamish, the, the golden box. So these are these three levels and it has to do with this week's Parsha also and Parsha's Vayetze. Without getting into the whole thing now because I really want to get it to, to this is just by way of um, review. But it's good because Parsha's Vayetze, it's good to know this Torah. That Sulamut of Arts of Rosh Hashemayim what were the malachim doing? Going up and down, right? A lot of madrashim about it, having to do with galos and other things. But one of the madrashim says that the malachim were going up and down to see Yaakov Avinu's face in Olam laying on the ground. Then they were going up and seeing the face of Yaakov Avinu Chakuk on the Kisya Kavit. And they were bewildered, like Hayitachim, that here's, here's a Yaakov Avinu and there's a Yaakov Avinu. Unbelievable that his mamish's face is, is etched in such a high place, but he's also a human being down in this world. And so... The Pasuk that talks about Yaakov Avinu encountering the Sarishal Esav in Parshas Vayishlach says that Esav is fighting with Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is all alone and Esav comes and struggles with him. What's the word Vayavik? Vayavik means to wrestle. But why? What's the Sharish of the word Vayavik? Avak. Excellent. What does Avak mean? Dust. Why, so why does that mean wrestling? Because when two people wrestle and they're standing outside, what happens? It kicks up clouds of dust, clouds of clouds of smoke. That's Chazal says, "Mamish miloshen avak." Say Chazal, the dust of their battle, whatever this means. Again, on a, on a ruchnius level, not really on a gashmius level, on a ruchnius level, maybe also on a gashmius level, but on a ruchnius level, the avak went up to the Kis Yaakovet and tried to obscure and cover over the face of Yaakov Avinu etched into the Kis Yaakovet. So Tzadikim say like this, what does it mean by Yavosir Yaakov Levadai? Esav comes to a Jew, and it's not just Yaakov Avinu, it's each and every one of us, and tells us, it's very nice that you're serving Hashem when you're in your kehila, when you're with your chevra, when you're in a shir, when you're, when you're around other people. Let me see by Yavosir Yaakov Levadai. 
let me see what happens when you're on vacation and, and there's no, even a Chabad, there's not. Mm-hmm. And you're Mamish all alone, all of a sudden you're so makbid on Achshayrim and Zvan and all, all these other, it's very nice when you're around other Yid. And what happens when you're alone? And that's how he tries to get the Yid, to show him, it's not really real. It's not really real. That's when he comes to attack. To tell you, you see, it's not for real. It's only on the outside. But the deepest thing in the world is, is that what's dust? Dust can overcome, can only cover over, but it's external. Can't erase. And it means to say that the Malachi Elikim Oilem B'yardimboi see the Yaakov Avinu Lamata, which is the outer gold box, and then they see Shmamish dust, a whole a whole ray of dust, which is the inside box. But then they're able to look beyond it and to Mamish see how the outside is really reflective of the truest inside, even if there is a gap in between. Meaning, even if there is a place where Tarkva Bayasi Yaakov Lavadai, we're not always able to live up to our ideals. It doesn't mean that it's fake. It doesn't mean that it's fake. In the deepest sense, the outside pretending is reflective of the deepest, deepest reality, even beyond what we sometimes think is the real us. That's the tire of. of um, Fake it till you make it. What's that? Fake it. All of us are faking until we make it. Mamish. I mean, I can speak for myself. I'm mamish faking it. All of us are faking on a certain level, right? All of us, because all of us know there's different. But the truth is, it's not fake it till you make it. It's that you already made it, and so you're faking it is also making it. Right? It's not. It's not. It's not fake. Lamai said it's not fake. Lamai said it's not fake. It's different from knowing the teaching Torah before you come here. You know the Torah. The fact that we're trying to learn Torah, we're trying to same with midas and the moon everything. We're not fake. We're trying to get back to what's really. Yes, exactly, exactly. We're trying to get. We're trying to enable the outside to reflect the deepest reality inside. Actually, all the self dust is all the self doubt is dust. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mamash Esav. Mamash the message of Amalek, of Suffolk, to get you to doubt. You know, do we really feel it? And the truth is, stop making a cheshven. You're a yid from your, from your kapala to your fisala. Right? Mamash is a big tzaddik, apparently. Right? So that's, that's the truth. Mamash, through and through. Through and through. Fine. So we're not talking on the deepest level. We're talking on, the, on this worldly level. And this is the nakuda. Where are you headed? That's the nakuda. The Rebbe's mabat on a yid is, don't tell me where you are right now. Where are, what, where are you headed? What's your trajectory? What's your rutzen? That's what I want to speak about tonight. What's your rutzen? Let's take a look at the Torah of Eretz Echelas Yishvah. Apparently this is Shimi's favorite Torah. And, and it's so much his favorite Torah that he's not just not learning it with us. He's mamish in Eretz Yisrael. It's all Torah about Eretz Yisrael. He's mamish learning it. He's learning it. So he's mamish with us over there, and I asked him to have everybody in mind. We'll have him in mind. So let's learn this this teaching together. Says the Hilgar Rebbe's Chusiyagunaleinu. Pasuk in Shalach says that the Meraglim came back with an indictment of Eretz Yisrael, and he say this terrible thing: Eretz Eichelas Yeshva. Say mamish, it's a land that devours its inhabitants. On the other side of the page, Eretz Eichelas Yeshva. Now, the Gashmius, they were mamish wrong. Not only they were wrong, it was, it was fakert from what they were saying. They went in Territ Yisrael, they said it's a miserable place. Why? Eretz Eichelis Geshveh, says Rashi from Chazal. Everybody's burying people. Why are they burying people? Because it must be, it's a terrible land. And it's a land where HaKadosh Baruch Hashkacha is not there. You see people are dropping dead left and right. Hold on one second. And this is true for all of us in the way in the way we look at things, at, at least myself, and the way that I look at things so many times. It's this it's this lesson, right? That mamish things not only are not what you think they look like most of the time. Usually, it's it's mamish by cared from what you think they look like. Why were people dying? Because there was so much hashkach in that place that a kodesh baruch who had a rachamim on them that he made that different people should be busy with different things levayu so that they should be able to get in and get out safely. It's so, Mamash exactly the hepech of what their perspective was. But they apparently went into Eretz with Chutzlar's eyes. They were in Shaykh to Eretz The Taka were in Shaykh to Because Eretz eyes means to look at the depth of things with, with, with the Amuna perspective. Shchan Eretz Ure'e Amuna, like Rebbe brings the Pasuk and Tell in Tarkov and Hey. Shchan Eretz Ure'e Amuna, it's a land of faith. Kaladar Ba'aretz Daimekimishi Eshle Lekad, it's the land of faith. 
So on a simple level, it, it was a terrible thing they were saying, and it happened not to have been true. But the Rebbe says that Mamash, there's got to be something true about it, regardless, because at the end of the day, it's in the Torah. And so even though, at least the way that they presented it, it was Mamash not true about Eretz Yisrael, there must be some truth here, encapsulated in these words, Eretz Bechelas Yishvel, that Eretz Yisrael is a land that devours its inhabitants. Says the Heilig Rebbe, Amen. When a person begins to grow close to a tzaddik, even if there's no experience of getting anything out of it, there's nothing practical that we're able to take from this, no change in our lives. In a practical chaye yom yom, there's no eitzes that we feel ready to apply or that we feel relevant to us. You don't get anything from it. So it's not a very strong kesher. It's not, it's not much like his skashas to the tzaddik where you start to absorb the tzaddik's das way of looking at things like we spoke about the first couple of shirim and the eitzes and, and all this. No. He says that's still a very good thing. Was it peer pressure? What's that? How how someone's been covered the subject when they are not in the cover? Is it peer pressure? No, 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 no. We're going to learn mamish not that way. No, yeah. means that the person feels that there's a certain shaykhis that they have, but it hasn't yet begun to manifest in their lives in a way of you know we can mamish draw a linear line between this and the person's yiddishkeit and growth. It's just that the person feels. Maybe this is a this is a derech for me. This is something that makes me feel connected. I think with Rabbeinu Hakadosh, you see it more than anybody. You know, whenever they come to Uman, and that's the whole connection yeah, once a year. And they, yeah. Rosh Hashanah, right? And and maybe there's not anything that they really get from it, at least practically. But they're they're bechalal the kibbutz, right? They're and the rest of the year, the rest of they wear uh, you know uh, whatever the Uman had or whatever it is that they feel. That they, this is their affiliation. Let's say they're starting kishemukar vlatzanik. Hugam kain toiv ma'idi says it's also good. Just this, that a person has faith in Sadiqin, and that runs the range all the way from one side of the spectrum where you have to fight against this Snagdus, against one Sadiq or another, that there are those that Bechlal say this is not a Sadiq, or this is not a Gadol, this is not somebody worth following, and this person is, it doesn't register. So that's like the most basic level of believing that this is actually a tzaddik, actually a gadol, and actually a tamad chacham, and actually, you know, no less, at least, than any any other tzaddik. So that's, not, that's on the one hand. But then all the way on the other side of the spectrum, where a person, mamish, believes that the tzaddik can be poil yeshuas in the person's life. Whether begashmias or berachmias, or you believe that this tzaddik said things, especially in the gazunta, and especially in the case of Rabbi Nachman, that he made haftachas, that he promised, basic promises. Come to my caver, he says, Two prutas to tzedakah, a pruta to tzedakah, say tekna klali. That's it. So the mamas, you're going to do everything I can in the Olam Ames. And it didn't mean that he says, okay, now you can just live the way you want because people are often leave out the third condition, which is that you mamas have to do tshuva. <laughs> it's not like a game. It's not a vending machine. You know, it's a mamish for real. But the Rebbe says, see, it takes emuna to believe in that. That's a major claim. That's a major... And this is just one of many, 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 many claims that Rabbi Nachman made about who he was and what his neshama could do for us. And, and, and v'chule, v'chule. So it runs the spectrum. It runs the spectrum. And it's all a journey of really grappling with tzaddikim, the concept of a tzaddik, which has been so tainted for us in so many different levels, that it takes time to build up trust just on a basic level. You, you feel that you can trust this tzaddik. He's not going to hurt you. You feel that you can trust a human being. And that there might be something of value there, not to turn him into a, uh, into a deity, but that you can trust that a person can actually help you. When we've been so hurt by people before, each one in their own matzah, but emuna and a tzaddik across the spectrum. Controversial, but especially I'm seeing within breast of itself, there's a certain person who a lot of people place a lot of emuna within. Right who is severely misguided, who's currently spending time. I mean, it's, it's very clear that he's misguided. But there's still it's people, clear to you. It's clear to me. Okay. But there's still people who believe in him with the Munshlema. Is that 
a good thing, a bad thing? How do you that, reconcile that? that? That's, that uh, topic is a very, very complex, huh. nuanced topic. And especially, especially now, not exactly the same thing, no, but, but, but within this conversation about Amur Sadiq and yes, but, but within this topic, especially having brought up the people, and not just the person, but the people, right, that hold faith in him, there's a lot to be said from every facet and angle, and I have a lot to say about it, but I don't think that it's for the context of this sheer or this moment. However, one thing I will say, whether within the realm of that particular individual or just bechalal in the level of Umun Sadiqim, that it goes without say, it should go without saying, unfortunately it doesn't, but it should go without saying that zelu asalikim. You know, every midah has its positive application and the flip side where, on the other hand, just to use an extreme example, maybe even more extreme example, Shabzai Tzvi, plenty of people believed in him asof. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people who, even after he converted to Islam, said similar things. He's taken on himself bushes. I'm sure he's the tzaddik said Eilam. So there has to be some it's kind of framework. It's not unique to this generation, exactly. So it needs to be obviously balanced within the geder of certain intellectual frameworks that we're able to say, okay, here's here's a goalpost. You know, here's where things start and here's where things end. There has to be some way of measuring objective truth from our perspective, because if not, then maybe Yashka was also the tzaddik side of You know what I'm saying? Meaning, how do you know? Where's the gather, right? And and this is a very, very, very nuanced topic. Hopefully, in the gather of everything that we're speaking about over here, we have enough tzaddikim that I would refer to with the label bari, as opposed to shemas, who bari adif, or all of us can be maskim, that there are tzaddikim, or mamish tzaddikim, tzaddikim, without getting into you know, um, murky waters, right? Which to some people is is clear, and to some people it's murky, which itself means it's murky, right? If you have this much uh, contention. But around the individuals who, across the board, right? For example, Rabbi Nachman, who Kedoshe Elyon, from our perception and our generation, including the Satna Rebbe and the Kloysenberg Rebbe and the Svar, the Menashka, Nazar, and everybody across the board, there were enough Kedoshe Elyon who, um, who not only held of him, so to speak. But Umamish felt that they owed him, that they owed his teaching, and were able to see it in the proof is in the pudding, tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, of Oyvdi Hashem Yerushamayim that came out from this particular individual. And 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 the and the Kirov and and the the the, the general chizuk of mainstream normative Yiddishkeit, again within a relative framework, mainstream, I don't like this word, but a Torah and Mitzvah Yiddishkeit, mainstream on a Harsinai level, not on a, you know, five towns level. But Mamish on a Yiddishkeit level, just tzitzis and tefillin and serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu with Simcha and with Erenskeit. I think that, at least with regard to the tzaddik that we're learning from, that's that's much clearer waters. And even that to some people, it's not so pasha, but I'm willing to have a conversation with them as long as they're willing to have a conversation. But it has to be with intellectual honesty and a, and a, and a, and a sheer framework within both of us can agree you know, to have a conversation that's not the cloud talking past each other. So, so that's a, it's a, it's an important question. And yes, of course, there are gadarim and boundaries and limits, and those limits have to be clarified. And we have to examine what we believe and why we believe and how we know and what we know, and to be very, very cautious because you see where things could lead, either in this instance or in other instances, where where again it's more barur, it's more clear, and in other instances where it's less clear, right? So of course, we can go overboard with this, like we can go over, overboard with everything. But in as much as we hope to engage with this from a healthy standpoint, says the Rebbe, Emuna, he says, the Emuna alone, that mamish could help. That mamish could help. That in and of itself. And I think just on a gashmius level, without talking anything ruchmius, without talking any spiritual connection, just on a basic level, I think that there's a pragmatic reason for this. You know, it's like, It's like, who do you hang on your wall? You know? So who do you hang on your wall? Some people, especially teenagers, have footballers on their wall. You know, that's their saga. That's their... It's, I saw footage, you know, what's going on in, I think, in Antwerp. Brussels. Yeah. Brussels, 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 Brussels,
it's it's mamish it's a pellet maybe you guys can explain it to me i don't know if you understand it any more than i can ever understand it but it's it's a pellet to me like mobs of people running around the streets turning over cars because their team in morocco won people that they don't know that they'll never meet who probably wouldn't appreciate them very much if they did get to meet them it probably wouldn't be very nice to them if they if they got to meet they didn't play the game the game itself is not that important but i guess to them it's very important but like what's the it's mamish there's no rash i can't think of a rationale for this particular behavior, but I'm sure that they in their homes don't have Kedoshim and Tahirim, right? So the question is, what do you, it's like a question of identification. What's your, what's your Shi'ifa? You know, like what, what's your association? Who do you put on a wall? It means what do you put on a pedestal? And even if the person has, let's say, I know that you, that's not true, but let's say a person has pictures of Sadiqam all over the house and they, they don't, they, they maybe don't even know their names or they don't even know what they taught or they don't even know what they stood for, which I'm sure if, if we ask you to why he chose these three, I'm sure he'd have a lot to say about each of them. Bevadai. But let's say a person has pictures of Sadiqam in their house. It's simply it. He doesn't even know who they are, but he knows that they're Sadiqam. That already says something. That already says something outside of anything that I know about the way that this person lives or this person's level of, of kashras or, or anything else that I know about this person's Yiddishkeit. I know that he's quote unquote, he's on the team, right? He's on the team, meaning on the team like he's, he's, I know that he's a Yid who's interested in Yiddishkeit, that cares about growth. Even if again, at this moment in time, maybe it's not holding, it already means it's an identification, it's an affiliation. Believe in Sadiqa. I have a hasaga that halavai. Oh, it's the krechs, right? It's the krechs. If only I could. If only I could live like they live. You know, maybe if, even if I know that I can't and I gave up on that, and and maybe it's it's just I, I'm okay with that. I just it's not my avoda. But I know that they lived what Rabbi Nachman would refer to as the chayim toivim. I know that whether I'm able to live to you know to, to match up to that, they lived the chayim toivim. Ashrecha ba'elamaze. So he says that emuna alone is already very powerful. Because it shifts your identity. Who are you? What do you connect with? What do you put on a pedestal? What's your life about? What direction are you heading in? And here he says an interesting thing. It's the nature, and the Rebbe all often does this. He uses Mishalim from Gashmis. It's the teva of achila shahamazin is hapich like they say in English, you are what you eat. Kipshutai. Mamash kipshutai. We are, are ourselves, mamash, what we eat, right? The nutrients of what we eat, hopefully healthy food or that there's food that mamash mm. has some level of nut nutrition that are, the enzymes are able to break down and they send the cells, protein and calcium and all the different things that are coming out of the food goes into the cell and the food that you eat, mamash becomes you. Either your bones or, 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 or the blood, or the, or the muscles, or whatever it is. Mamish, what we eat, this hapich lenizan becomes the person that eats them. Kegoyen, for example, when an animal goes and grazes in a field and eats grass, all of a sudden there's an aliyah of the grass from the level of tzomeach, plant life, and it becomes an animal. If mamish has an elevation, it becomes a shtick behema. Amazing process that's taking place. You're talking about the five levels. Right, right. Four <clears throat> levels, five levels with Yehudim, right? right? Four, le four levels. So all of a sudden, the domain, he doesn't even start from there, but let's say the dirt is giving nutrition to the, to the, to the grass. That means that the grass mamish contains within it, the earth it becomes nichlot in the grass. Then an animal comes and it eats the grass. All of a sudden, there's an aliyah of that level and the levels within it, right? Which the dirt also now becomes part of the 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 the, the animal, and then gevat. That's what the, the kedusha slavi says. We bring that animal as a carbon. In that moment, we're elevating all the different levels of creation, and the kahanim eat that, and it becomes part of adam, not just any adam, amish sadikim. It's a very very high thing. It's the ticking of all the worlds. Because the dirt goes into the into the plants, the plants goes into the animal, the animal is eaten by the yid, and then it becomes part of our Avodah Hashem. It's an aliyah and a yichud of all levels of creation. And 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 the the Ishkodesh, the Piyasetz Rebbe says in in either Achshar Sabrechem or Shloshim Amarim. Not sure right now. Thinking of Achshar Sabrechem, he says this is a raya to the divinity within creation to the godliness, to the spiritual energy within creation. Because if you don't believe in a creator who infused his own self, as it were, 
through different levels of constriction that then become domain, which is rooted in the last hey of Yud Kevavke, Someach, which is rooted in the Vav of Yud Kevavke, Chai, which is the first hey of Yud Kevavke, and Medaber, human beings, all of whom are drawing the iris from those four letters. And you don't believe that they all have one common shayrish. So ma'inin shemitah itzal arsina. How can it be that grass is able to have its vitality from what's in daimim, and that an animal should get should get chiyas from eating grass? These two things are completely incompatible if you don't view it from eyes of ruchnias. But he says the truth is it's mamish all the same. Ki loy alalechem levada yichya adam ki al moitzi pi hashem yichya adam. The pasuk says, man doesn't live because of the bread he eats. Like that Rizal says in that passage, the Hashem HaKadosh, and, and the Rech brings it also, and many others. What gives us chiyas? Not the, not the, the kugel we eat. The spark of Elokus. With the Chaim's also. The spark of Elokus in there. And that spark of Elokus is the same when it's in kugel, and when it's in lettuce, and when it's in, uh, when it's in you know, whiskey. Honey grass. <laughs> right? So says the Rebbe, you see this interesting thing. When the, when the stomach, which is associated with the month of Kislev, Agav, Kislev has to do with digestion. What's the connection? If you were there Thursday morning, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we Davka didn't speak about that part of the month. I did speak about other things also. Um, um, it's a Torah. It's a Torah. What it has to do? Stomach. Stomach, because the Savior Tzir says it, meaning that's on the, the Savior Tzir says that the, the part of the body that's connected to the, to, um, to the month of, of Kislev is the, the stomach. It's all those donuts and muckets. Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of eating we do. A lot of eating. Al pi Al It has to do with the, the, the total digestion of of Elokus to the deepest, deepest, deepest part of wow. us. Like the Pasuk says, David HaMelech says, until him is, I don't just want to have, you know, Taira, like some people say, Mamash has it on his fingertips. David HaMelech says, nice to have Shas in your fingertips. What about in your tummy? What about in your kishkes? That's Kislev's. I want to be a Yid through and through. Like, Besoich is in the deepest part of me. Yeah, it has to do with, with the shape of the binyamin. Also, it's connected to the shape of the binyamin. Binyamin is a ze'ev, right? A wolf, right? And that's the, do you ever hear an, ex, an expression in English? If a person, mamish, eats something super fast, they say, wolfed it down, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's the Indian also of a binyamin. It's a wolf. A wolf just is tired. It just, just rips something apart. It's mamish, we can't get enough of Kedusha. Can't get enough of Elokos. We have to bring the candle of the menorah down, 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 into the deepest, deepest pockets of our of our humanity. That's the Indian of Kislev. Mamish, into our kishkas. Chanukah is forever. Mamish, forever. You see, Yidin who don't keep anything else. They have a Xmas tree in their living room. They have a menorah in the window. It's, it touches something so deep. So... So this is what happens. It, it comes in the same thing as a human being eats an animal. Takuma, it goes up, it rises up. When the human being eats the animal, that chai becomes shtik human. And then all of the food, it goes wherever it goes in the body, which is a pella, by the way, if you're ever feeling down, just think for a moment. What a miracle you are. Think of it this way. If you or I or any of us were entrusted with running our physiological processes in the body consciously for 10 seconds, Mamsha was given over to our consciousness to run, you would, you would die in a second. Mamsha in a second. There are processes that are taking place all the time in our bodies that are so much more infinitely complex than what our mind would be able to do and it happens without us even being aware of it. Not just that we're aware that it's happening, we're usually not even bechalal aware of it. We're so busy operating on the level of mayach, we don't feel our goof, we don't feel our body. Our body is pulsating with nace all the time. You ate a meal, you don't even think about it, you eat it. What's going on inside of your body, the digestive juices and all the things and how the body, the kidney and the liver and where it's going and sending through the blood and the breathing and the oxygen and CO2 breathing out and the heart pumping and the different parts of the heart. If we had to run the whole thing, finished. I'd quit before I, I started. 
And it happens in Mamela, it's a nace. Mamishanes. Mamishanes. If 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 I put it even sharper, if we were to invent a piece of technology that could do all of that, I'm not just talking about a, a respirator that keeps the heart pumping. I'm talking about mamish to keep the person functioning completely. There's only one word we would use or the marketing team would use about such a thing. A, a miracle, a miraculous piece of technology. It's a mamish a miracle. But when our body does it, memelo, without any intelligence, without any the body designing it, so to speak, it's it's called it's called teva. Right? It's unbelievable. So this process is a, is a miraculous process. And it goes all the way to all the different parts of the body, exactly where it needs to go. All of a sudden, the kugel I ate becomes a part of my leg. Literally, mamish a part of my leg. Other parts of my body also, I guess. But that place, that exact cell, those exact... There's a certain part, piece of the food, the nutrients that go to the brain. What happens? That food I just ate becomes part of my brain. Becomes brain. Goes to the heart, strengthens the muscle of the heart. Becomes heart. And the same is true for the rest of the limbs. Says the Heliger Rebbe, the Zehu, this is Pshat. Eretz Eicheles Yishveh. If this is what eating means, then when you eat something, you're essentially turning that thing into you. He says, you know what it means that Eretz Yisrael eats up those that dwell in it? He says, what's Eretz? Eretz Subachinas Emunah. Eretz Yisrael is an aspect of Emunah. Kamay Shekasa, the Pasuk Tehillim says, uh, which we quoted before, Shechan Eretz Ure'e Emunah. Live in the land, and like a shepherd, you're going to grow a flock of faith. Ure'e Emunah. Shepherd Emunah. Foster Emunah. So Eretz is Emuna. Vizeu says the Rebbe, that's what it means. Eretz, you want to know how special Emuna is? When a person starts to put pictures of Sadiqim on their, on their wall, right, figuratively, but a person starts to identify themselves. This is what I want to be. This is, all, this is my Shi'ifan life. This is what I consider to be successful. Even if I can't, and even if right now my life doesn't look this way, this is my Ratzan. This is what I'm striving toward. This is my, right, this is my aim. He says, A person goes into the place of faith. It was true what the miraculum said, but not what he thought that on a Gashemis level, the Eretz buries you. He says, You become eaten by the land. What happens when one thing eats another thing, turns it into part of itself. You become a shtick Eretz Yisrael. That's what it means. Eretz Eichelas Yashveha. A person connects to Eretz Yisrael, a person connects to faith, you become eaten by it. Which means, you maintain your identity, but you are now part of the mahus of Emunah. Part of the mahus of Eretz Yisrael. Amazing thing. Hainushen is hapech lemahusa. You literally become part of it. And here he says, The same is true for tzaddikim. Because they're also Shubachinas Eretz, the Bachin of Emuna, Emuna and Sadikim. Ne'echal lahat Sadik. That Sadik eats you up, that Sadik devours you. Which means, when it's hapich lemahus hat Sadik mamish. To a certain degree, you, you are a shtik Sadik too. You're also part of this. So the Tanya says in Perak Beis that really all of the Jewish nation, all of Am Yisrael, and not just in our generation, what we call Am Yisrael, from the beginning of time to the end of time, Shishim Ribu, you know, 600,000 root neshamas that splinter into many different ruchas and nefashis and nafshis that get put together into different gogulim throughout history. All of Am Yisrael, Mamish Am Yisrael, he says, is one entity, and that entity is an neshama, but it also is like a guf. It's called Knesset Yisrael. It's aligned like a goof is aligned with a rush and arms and feet and toenails and hair. The whole body. The kaima shlema of the yid. Maybe Adam Rishon. The kaima shlema of the yid. Adam, David, Mashiach. All yid. Rashid here is Adam. Adam, David, Mashiach. Am Yisrael. Says, says the, the Tanya. <coughs> See, he says over there 
the tzaddikim are the rosh of the body. They're the, they're the head of that body of Am Yisrael. Rabbi Nachman actually has a Torah. Look at this, on the same page. Well, it's right here, where he says, Rosh B'nai Yisrael is Rosh Hateva's Rebbe. That's what a Rebbe is. Rebbe is Rosh Hateva's Rebbe. Rosh B'nai Yisrael. That's what you say, a Rebbe. Rebbe. He's the Rosh. What's the Rosh? The Rosh is consciousness. The Rosh is, a, is thinking, right? Not, not just doing what the body wants. The Rosh is awareness. It's Tar Kofiudalaf. Kofiudalaf. Rosh B'nai Yisrael. Tzaddik is the Rosh. See, he says that in as much as whatever part of the body you are, you're connected to the Rosh. Because you're aware that your chiyas, your vitality, just like the vitality of a finger moving, this finger is not moving, my brain is moving. I mean, my brain is not physically shifting, but there's a process in my brain that's sending uh, impulses, to all the different synapses, I think they're called, and the different mm -hmm. nervous system telling this finger to move because it's makusher to the mayach. And it doesn't mean it's not a finger. It's, it, this is not mayach. This is not thinking anything, right? This is a, a finger, but it's makusher. It's makusher. And he says in that way, all of the Am Yisrael, he says even the toes of the Jewish nation, whatever that is, the raglaim, the, maybe the ikvisa, the mashicha, our generation collectively, in as much as we understand that we get all of our vitality and our guidance and our etzes and our, from the tzaddikim, we're mamish connected, we're bechina of mayach. We become, again, we don't become moyach. We're still a foot, but we're connected to the root of our footness in, in the moyach of the tzaddik. And in that way, the whole body is bound together, really included in the moyach, really included in that center, in the headquarters. So he says over here, that's what happens. You connect to the tzaddik, even a munalavad. He says, you mamish become... It sounds like it's become high, part it's a high of level. It. In the beginning, it sounds like a low level. You don't, you don't recover the aces, but you don't, you've got Muna, that's it's still good. Now it's saying, you, and then, and, but through this, and now you manage to recover your 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 Sonic's Muna will eat you, you will eat you up. And it sounds like a high level. But again, it, it, at that point, it's not your hishtadlos, meaning Mimela. it's memela. Yeah. It's yes. start. It's something happens. There's a shift in your life. All of a sudden, the tzaddik is part of your life, meaning to say a semel of what I perceive to be a, a vision of a godly person in this world. Something I can, I can, I can strive toward, aspire to on my level. Not a tzaddik who, who on a literal level, this is what most tzaddik, you know, quote unquote tzaddikim that are not this way. What they mamas try to turn you into themselves. But not in this way. I think one of the most attractive things about Rabbi Nachman, at least to me, is that the Rebbe's path is a path of individualization, right? The Rebbe wants you to be you. That's his mission. That, that is what he wants. It's not a matter of, I, I'm, I become battled to the tzaddik and now I have no identity anymore. And no, the Rebbe teaches you how to use your individuality, your own uniqueness, your talents, your abilities, your approach, your perspective, your own... And says, follow these eights to become the best you that you can be, not to become me. It's that kind of tzaddik that paradoxically, if we hold mamish, we hold that in esteem and we start to identify with it and we yearn for it and we express ratzim and we put pictures on the wall and we can't travel to kibbutz tzaddikim, all this kind of thing. So it starts a process where beravois hayamim, a little bit already, the tzidkis pulses within your, within your being. And he continues, he says, says, the same thing is true for Eretz Yisrael itself. The physical land has this koyach. That's why Chazal say, Amazing thing. Anyone who lives in Eretz Yisrael on a certain level lives without chet. Shenemar ha'am ha'yoshev ba'nesu avon. Those people that are that are living in the land, Nisu Avon, are, are able to carry their sins. They're able to handle it. They have broad shoulders. Because it is a land that, again, devours its inhabitants, not in a negative sense. They become eaten up to it. You become a shtick Eretz Yisrael. Ya'kein, he says, That's why they say it. Another chazal, you walk four amos in Eretz Yisrael, boom, muftach loishu ben alam ha'am. Like the Gemara says. And that's pshat in the Pasuk that we brought. Shchan Eretz, live in the land, ure'e emunah. Ure'e is a lashon of 
like we said, a shepherd, like a roya, re'e emuna, hainu, she'atati a roya, umezin es ha'emuna. Hainu shatia necha leha emuna kanizkala el. Vachinas hamazin shanas hapachlanizan. He's reading the Pasuk as follows. Shchan Eretz, live in the land, ure'e emuna. What does a shepherd do? A shepherd helps the sheep graze, helps them eat. So he says, if you live in the land, mamish, ure'e emuna. You will feed faith. Meaning, you will feed yourself to faith and you will become subsumed within a lifestyle, a perspective, a consciousness, an identification with faith. Ah, and here we come to the point, but this will come to the end. The main thing, and this is what I was telling Rabbi Yaakov before, it's not, it's not that a peer pressure is so you happen to be there. No, that it's, it's the hepach of that. The whole thing depends on why are you by the tzaddik? It has to come from an authentic place. Calls man that it's not the right time in your life and it's not, and you're still feeling pressured into it, this is not going to work. So he says, it could be that, that it could be something will get ignited and then you'll have the ruts in and then this whole process will work. But the mitoshalishma doesn't mean that whatever was going to happen for you when it was lishma is going to happen for you when it's lishma. It's do it anyway because maybe mitoshalishma, taka, you'll get to lishma. But it seems that this process is activated only on lishma. That's what it seems. It doesn't mean that there's no value doing a Shalai Lashma. Because, again, Mitai Shalai Lashma brings to Lashma, and then the Lashma gets you to where you want to go. So you can't do Shalai Lashma. You have to do Korea Shalai but even... You can, right. You can, of course, you can do it. Lashma. Lashma. I would say how many percentages of people come to Uman, come Shalai Lashma, and then they leave Mamish Lashma. You hear them on the bus back. You know, I'm sure you've experienced this. <laughs> okay, so, right. So a story of so many people's lives that came for one reason, and then, boom, you know? Even though they were trying to fight against it, maybe even they weren't. They were. They were. They were scared of that happening, and it happens. But he says this is what it is. The ikr is tali baratzin. If you're at a point in your life where your ratzin is strong and you're ready to disengage from what we said last week is not serving us anyway, and that we know this is this is not the way that I want to live, and you have a strong ratzin, deep, deep ratzin, and it's hard for you. You're not there yet. A person's mom is still on the outside. He's on the chevel de, de tumma. At least that's how it looks. You're not there. And it's still hard. And we haven't yet managed to make strides and to move. and to. He says it, it makes no difference. It's good. You'll still get eaten. And you become eaten up by the tzaddik. Like we said, you'll become part of that. Amazing line from the rabbi. He says, if a person has no ratzen, it will not help. A pele. A pele. He says, Mamish says it. What won't, is, won't help. What is the, the hiskarvus and the tzaddikim that he's talking about that could be contained within the context of a person who doesn't have ratzen? Um, um, Some of you guys just for money or yeah, covered. Yeah, money covered. It's a family identification. Just not my family's babav, so I'm babav. Oh, you turn up. Yeah, you go to a tish because everybody goes to a tish. Like it's not, it's not, it's not an Indian of 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 of, of ruchnius wanting to grow, wanting to strive to go for a spiritual experience. No, it's culture. Mota always says that Rutsun doesn't necessarily mean Rutsun. It means Rutsun over Rutsun over Rutsun. You want to have a Rutsun that you want yeah. to want to want. Avada, avada. But there, there, avada, but there has to be something authentic. Right. Avada. The, the Rebbe says that. He's talking about a person that's not there yet. Right. And including in that, part of the Taiva's Gufa is that I have no Ratzin. That's also, I can't have a Ratzin. It's not, good, but do you want to have a Ratzin? However far, however far back you need to go, but there has to be a kernel of authenticity. You know, it says in Sikhs when somebody came to the Rebbe. No, that's something else. It's also true. That's not what I wanted to say. The Rebbe once told his Hasidim. He said, I can only help somebody who comes to me and tells me what he lacks. Tells me, tell me what he lacks. Now, it didn't, he didn't mean that I'll be pshat because we know beferish. First of all, from stories, second of all, Nassim says clearly in the, that a person walked into the Rebbe, he already knew everything about you. He didn't say a word. He already knew from, from everything. And it was barur. People saw that in Chalyayim. He didn't need me to come in and tell him what I'm missing so that now he could... No, it's much deeper than that. 
That's it. The Rebbe says, my chevra, a chevra that know, that know that they're missing something. Calls man that the person still thinks he has something and he wants to check out Breslov because like he heard that there's some interesting tires about it. He will never touch the R of Breslov. He could be a bucky, and I, unfortunately I've seen some people, could be a bucky and Likut Imran, could quote tires and Rabbeinu this and that. If you're not a person that's aware of your lack, the R of Rabbeinu has no clue in your life. Zero. That's what the Rebbe said. I can only help a person who knows that he's missing something. And that's why the Rebbe also said he was very sharp with somebody. Somebody came to him, one of these chevra, that was looking at this derech, and I want to know what this derech is, and what's Lubavitch about, and what's this about. So he came to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe, and he said, no, what's your derech? And the Rebbe said, Shem. And the Rebbe was very sharp with him. The Rebbe was sharp sometimes. He, he looked up. You know, can you imagine the Rebbe, like, there's no patience for people. I said, well, your derech? Like, oh, derech. Like, you come to me, that I should tell you my derech? What, what kind of guy was this? He looks up. And he just, he, he says three words from, four words from Tehillim. Three words. He says, Ladas Which means, which will actually say, before we light them, Naira. That the whole world should know your ways. But the Rebbe asked it with a question to say, You're so much an artsius, you want to know about Drachim? You think you're at the Madrega now, where, where the only thing you're lacking is, is drachim. You want to know this derech? Asher karcha derech is Amalek. Amalek comes with the drachim. So busy with this philosophy and that derech, and I want to know what's his approach and what's his approach. So you'll never have a home anywhere because you ne- you're not looking for something. You just want to know what this one says and what that one says. But Yiddishkeit starts with a lev nizhbav nidke lekim That's where Yiddishkeit starts. I don't care how much you know. I don't care how much you... It's not there. Right. That's not the well, that, that you're a okay. you've got to be a broken Kaylee. Okay. Mamish a broken Kaylee. Because when you're a broken Kaylee, you're broken open. And that's when Lev Nishbar Venitkeli Kim Laisuza. That's where Kodesh Baruch Hu, Esdaka, what does the Pasik say? Ani Esdaka. Kodesh Baruch Hu dwells with those that are shuffle, that know that they have a chisar, that have a rutz and that are authentic. This is the R of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, and that's why it's very different than other Hasidus, and very different. A lot of other Hasidus, and it's Taka Derech, and there's a way, and there's a path, and there's a philosophy, and there's a psychology. By the Rebbe, the first step is, you have to be a person that's really, really aware that you're missing something. Then the Rebbe says, you're mine. Your mind has to be a Kli. So the Rebbe, let's just finish off, he says, there has to be a Ratzin. You'll know what it says on the paper, but you'll never get in touch with the white parchment. You'll never get in touch with the context of it. He says it will be like food that, that doesn't get absorbed into the body. It just gets thrown up. It spit out. So you eat dirt. As I ate misakal, your body's not going to digest it. You're going to vomit. But ain't a It doesn't work. It'll go straight out. As mama should be waste. I could go for make you. So the body spits it up. It doesn't go. Even though he comes close to the tzaddik. Because that kind of thing, the tzaddik can't handle. There's one thing the tzaddik can't handle. It's, it's yeshus. It's gaiva. It's a person who thinks he's already there. So the tzaddik says, so what are you coming to me for? So you're already, you're already there. I should come to you. What are you coming to me? And he says, that's why we find by Eretz Yisrael, scarily enough, Eretz Yisrael has the bechina of Eretz Yisrael, Yishvel, but we also know that Eretz Yisrael knows how to vomit also. Doesn't allow this kind of person to become swallowed up by it. And it can spit that person out. So that's that's a scary thing. I just want to finish just with uh, something I heard from my, my Rebbe, from Rachel Weinberger, about this. Tyra, where he said this amazing thing. He says, everybody wants to know. You know, you look at Uman, well, this will end. All types of strange get in there different people with different experiences and some people that mamish look like they they're they're empty mamish empty people maybe even come to express their emptiness in one way or another and stop to party and it's a festival what do they have with rabbi nachman so he said like this he said the rebbe is different than many other tzaddikim because his tolerance on a digestive system level is much higher than other tzaddikim. Rabbi Weinberger said, like, there would be other tzaddikim looking at Rabbi Nachman's plate, as it were, and saying, like, you're going to eat that? 
<laughs> really? You're sure that's food? Like you're going to eat that? And the Rebbe says, yeah. Because the Rebbe looked so deep to find what we would call, going back to the beginning of this year, the inner, the inner golden box of the Aran. Beyond just what looks like gold on the outside, but then other said they can see wood, so they say, forget about it. The Rebbe's, the whole thing with the Rebbe's Nekuda Taiva is the Ratzin within Ratzin, the Ratzin within not Ratzin, the Ratzin beyond despair, the Ratzin beyond Merida even, the Ratzin. The Rebbe Mamish saw it, even if you didn't see it in yourself. So that's why you find that the Rebbe Daika, it's not a cash on the Rebbe, oh, look who he attracts. The Rebbe's thing was that he was able to look so deep, Mamish so deep that he's able to find something edible. Some, something nutritious, something of value in even, in even the dirtiest dirt and even something that every other tzaddik might throw out or might say, you know, this is not something that's worth having around. The Rebbe's tolerance was, was big. It was big. And this was his prerequisite and that's why I think the Rebbe speaks to our generation so deeply because if there's one thing that our generation is, it's, it's, um, it's aware of its lack. You know, it's aware. It's not, there's no pretense that we're grace, uh, you know, this generation, we know, we know what we are. But the Iker is, express that rutsin. Express it. Realize there's something of value there in and of itself. Don't value your Yiddishkeit on the external uh, uh, um, you know, framework of, 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 of what society considers to be an Ibn Hashem or not an Ibn Hashem. They don't know what they're talking about. Because it, it makes no difference to me what a person looks like on the outside or even what they're doing on the outside. It's not my value system. I want to know, are you broken or are you still think you're whole? That's what I want to know about you. Because there I could see, not where you are right now, what direction you're heading in Bechla. And that's what matters. And Be'ez HaShem, we should build on our Ritzainas. Like the Pesetz and Rebbe says, we can't just let them remain Ritzainas. The Rebbe said, Ha'ikr hu Ratzan and Sichaz Rabbah. But he also says, Ha'ikr hu Amaisa. The Rebbe was Keser. Keser is Malchus. It's both. It's the Ratzan, Keser. It's also Malchus, is Asiya. <laughs> the Rebbe wanted both. And it's the same thing as Hainuhach. Put your rutsin into action, but first get in touch with your rutsin. Realize it's valuable in and of itself. Pure rutsin, express it, say it, speak it out, and value that, celebrate that. And then Be'ezer Hashem will be, will be able to identify with the tzaddikim, to yearn to connect the tzaddikim in our own way. And uh, Be'ezer Hashem, we should be mamish, part of Rabbi Nachman's meal. And if you should eat us up, we should be nabach, or guf, hatzadik, v'siyat v'shmayim. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you.